Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Val Cisco, dropping some knowledge about Anchor. Guys, have you ever wanted to record your own podcast? Don't you want millions and millions of people to listen to what you have to say, whether it's about Zeus, whether it's about sports, whether it's about everything that's going on in the world of quarantine? Guys, what are you waiting for? Download Anchor. Anchor basically is a one-stop shop for all your podcast needs. It has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Number two, it's free. Guys, it's free. There's not a lot of freebies out there, so grab this. And of course, Anchor will distribute your podcast so you can be heard from different places like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and many, many, many more. You can make money off your podcast too with minimum listenership. So right there, guys, like, listen, this is a no-brainer. Download Anchor. It's pretty fantastic. I love it. Hell, thank you, Anchor, for giving me the platform to speak about all the random things that I do. Uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So please, once again, download Anchor. You can download it off the Apple Play Store, the, the Google Store. I don't know if you guys have Blackberries out there still. Uh whatever is out there download it it's freaking phenomenal you guys won't regret it take care ciao Hey, what's going on everybody and welcome to another great edition of Dragon's Den, always brought to you by Sideshow Conversations. It's me, your magical elf of the evening, Val Cisco, and of course, we're going to be talking about episode 3, titled Unexpected Visitors, by the hit series Goblin Slayer. And before we get started, I just wanted to thank everybody who was wondering what was happening with the podcast, I kind of took a break. For a couple of days, maybe a week or so, you know, I just celebrated my 31st birthday. And of course, Thanksgiving did arrive as well, too. So much needed time with friends, family, loved ones as well, too. And, you know, just wanted to take a break and enjoy a normal life a tad bit. (laughs) But back at it again, and hopefully you guys did understand that. And I thank everybody who was wondering and 
was uh, wanting to hear more about uh, whether it was uh, Dragon's Den or Nothing to Watch or uh, the Elusive Pop 5. Thank you guys, they are coming your way. Um, but let's get started. Unexpected Visitors. Weird episode. Uh, very slow paced, um, just like last week's episode, a lot of world building, so this episode as well too, with a weird opening as well, I mean, we got straight into it, and it was just like a monologue about gods, and how they roll dice, and they play these games where, in order to, to it's kind of like Dungeons and Dragons in a way, kind of like a, like an RPG in a way, where they're just rolling dice to see what happens, to see whose strengths and weaknesses um, are happening in the world, what, 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 what way is good, what way is evil, what direction, um, does a person take, and how the gods are very manipulative, um, it was a very weird and cold opening, and it just goes straight into the episode, so I found that really strange, and definitely looks like that's gonna be a, a bigger arc, probably, going into later episodes, I know you guys probably have watched all the way to episode 8 already, but, you know, we're gonna stick to a slow and steady pace, just like the series so far. So, no spoilers, guys. Don't let me know what's going on. I want to kind of guess into it there. Anyway, we start off the episode with a group of travelers kind of looking for Goblin Slayer. Um, from the preview from the last episode, we knew that um, new characters were going to come our way. And, of course, we see a elf, a dwarf, and a lizard man all go into a bar, and it sounds like a bad joke, yes, I know, <laughs> but they actually go to the guild's um, house to look for the Goblin Slayer, they all have different names for him, you know, they're going to the hostess, and they're saying, hey, uh, Elf is saying, I'm looking for Orc Blog, or Bog, Bog, Orc Bog, probably butchering that name right there, someone's screaming, my god, it's called this, um, of course, the, um, the dwarf, the Dwarf Shaman, that was great. Mike G, who listens to this podcast as well, too, was probably cracking up when he saw that a Dwarf Shaman uh, was calling him Beard Cutter. And, of course, a Lizard Man had his own name as well, too, but the better moniker is known as Goblin Slayer. And right when they mentioned the name Goblin Slayer, he comes in, busts through the door like he owns the damn place. And, of course, he has his line of haters. People are just looking at this guy who's just, like, you know, a high rank but only kills goblins. Is back again. How dare you show his face. And, you know, this dude has a lot of haters, bro. This dude gets schemed on a lot. But, of course, he goes to the tenant and, you know, is looking for his fee uh, for slashing goblins as usual. And, of course, uh, the guild right here, this guild of three, are approaching Goblin Slayer, saying that, hey, we need to talk to you, we've been looking for you, um, most of them are not impressed by his appearance, of course, you know, from the first and second episode, we hear that people are not impressed by his armor and stature, but, um, his reputation does precede himself, um, they ask if they can speak to him privately, and of course, he leads Priestess to the side and says, you need to rest, while he goes to discuss his business, which is weird, because I thought in the last two episodes, they did have a respect for one another, or at least they were growing to that. And maybe, yes, I saw Priestess more just as a sidekick, or maybe an apprentice. But never someone that was like, oh, okay, Goblin's like just cast away while he talks about business. I always thought that this was someone that he would include in his plan. So it was very fun to see, weird to see as well, too. And I guess the... um. The whole um, area of that site 
does witness this, and of course we get another guild coming up, you know, a guy with a lance and a sword, another girl as well too, saying, hey, you know, we're starting up, we're beginners just like you, you know, you should come with us, and she's like, no, you know, I'm very dedicated to Goblin Slayer, you know, you know, she's a, this guy needs me, I need him, this is how we roll. And you get frust- they get frustrated with her. They're like, you know, this guy only kills goblins. Like, there's more important things out there in the world to be killing right now. And if you want to level up fast, you got to do what we do. And, of course, we get an introduction of a, of a new character, a witch character, which was very, 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 um, I don't know, there has to be Easter eggs of her as well, too, because she drops a lot of things, a lot of knowledge on Priestess. Uh, she's very voluptuous, voluptuous sorceress. And she approaches Priestess and warns her of Goblin Slayer. She alludes to a scroll that she made for him once. And the fact that she could be out doing more good for the world with another guild as opposed to hanging out with Goblin Slayer himself slaying goblins. But she says that she's not here to force her her will or her, her ways upon her whatsoever, that the priestess needs to make up her decisions for herself. For this whole time, everyone's noticing her as a lackey to Goblin Slayer, as someone who just follows him around and doesn't have a thought for herself. And you can see that that really does get under priestess' skin just a tad bit. Not angrily, but she just she second-guesses herself what she's doing. And rightfully so, you know, this is someone who jumped in very confident in episode one saying, I'm going to do this, be a hero, adventurer, gets into a guild, has seen that whole guild get slaughtered, all, all to be saved by Goblin Slayer. So she's infatuated from someone saving her, the damsel in distress, but she came into this as a very confident warrior, or at least a, someone who wanted to be a warrior at one point. So it was nice to see that... She wants to get back to that status again and being confident at least. She still wants to be loyal, but she wants to be confident. Um, that priestess as well, too, is also dropping a lot of Easter eggs, saying that, you know, she's seen other lower-level um, adventurers hang around Goblin Slayer before, only to be used as pawns. And um, although priestess does fight that and say, I'm not a pawn, I'm... I'm I, I guess not an equal, but at least a friend to him, you know, the sorceress kind of laughs that off and just says, okay, you make your own decisions. So, very, very interesting to see what her character is going to be. Um, they make another appearance later on in the ser- in the episode as well, too. You see that um, um, they're very, I guess, they have something against Goblin Slayer. Maybe it's his stature in the guild, or maybe it's just that... Um, he has such a, a reputation that's respected with some people. Um, maybe that this jealousy, maybe there's something more to that. We don't know. We're going to have to see. Cut to the, the guild, the, the uh, high elf, the um, shaman door from the lizard man. Um, all talking to Goblin Slayer saying that an enormous amount of demons have arose in the kingdom. And they're coming ferociously back and forth, attacking villages and kingdoms, and and just it looks like a war, a world of wars happening outside right now, and that they need his help. Um, they're actually hired from some nobles that um want to see if they could take care of certain problems, and 
you know, at first, Goblin Slayer is like, I don't do this. Are the goblins involved? If there's no goblins involved, I don't want to do this. We know this about Goblin Slayer. He has a vendetta against goblins. And that's all he wants to do is just go out, strike them down, call the day, and eradicate the world. You know, a mass genocide of goblins. Um, so the guild is kind of taken back by that, you know, especially the high elf. She's calling him stubborn and narrow-minded and useless at one point. She, she makes fun of his outfit for being so rusted and worthless. And of course, you see um, the shaman dwarf really just putting her in her place and examining why he's like that, saying he's an elite of his kind. The reason why he's a high rank is because he's smart with his equipment. He's not frugal whatsoever. Uh, I'm sorry, he's very frugal, if you want to say that, excuse me. Uh, he doesn't waste anything whatsoever, you know. His armor is set to kill goblins, a short uh, shield so he can maneuver himself around, you know, very tight quarters. You know, a short sword so that way he can do damage um, close and personal. He carries scrolls for magic, he carries torches, he carries knives to throw. So he's well equipped to kill what he knows how to kill. You know, so, um, and I, there's a lot of, I guess, maybe that's one thing that I found a little weird, but it felt nostalgic as well, too, if you're Lord of the Rings fans. You do get the high elf dwarf dynamic of both of them going after each other, kind of like a Gimli and Legolas, almost battling each other of wit and might and courageousness. So you have that, I guess, that prejudice against elves and dwarves still in this. So it was a little bit of an eye roller, but at the same time, it gave me like a sense of nostalgia. So I was like, yeah, this is why I like Lord of the Rings. This is why I like RPGs begin with. Um, the lizard man seems to be, I wouldn't say the, the leader. He does look like a witch doctor. He does look like a shaman himself, or at least a spellcaster in some regards. Uh, I did not see his power set whatsoever. Um, people who are out there, don't reveal it to me just yet, but if you're on this ride like I am, you know, it, it should be very interesting to see what his power set is. He is someone that, um, is well-educated and does seem to have a bit of confidence in himself and with the group as well, too. He kind of sets the group straight. You know, when they're arguing, he kind of cuts the line and says, this is what we need to do. Let's stop and look at the objective. He does explain that, yes, um, the... The world's going at war right now all these demons that are coming. There's a demon king that looks to be resurrected, but also he's using goblins as pawns as well, too. And they want Goblin Slayer to be there because, of course, he is the Goblin Slayer. He is the elite of the elite to kill goblins. Um, so, of course, Gob Goblin Slayer is very interested. He's like, let's go. Let's do this. I'm going to kill some things. I'm ready. And they're explaining the situation to him as well, too, that, you know... To get there, we have to go go to A, B, and C. Um, we need to battle these hordes as well, too. And, of course, Goblin Slayer's like, I'm not interested in that. You know, once again, the High Elf and Dwarf are a little upset because they're like, yeah, you know, people are dying. You know, kingdoms could be burning. He was like, yeah, while the kingdoms burn, the villagers die because of goblins. And that's my main objective right there. So, a very, very big clash right now of, of the bigger picture and... A narrow line that the Goblin Slayer kind of walks down. Um, he really is there for the middleman, <laughs> for this for little man. You know, he's there for people that can't fight for themselves. I admire that in that character. That's pretty awesome as well too. He does have selfish tendencies, but for good reason, as we saw in the last episode as well too. Mind you, uh, they all come into agreement that he wants to go ahead and kill these goblins so he can get them out the way, and of course, uh, the guild will assist them in this as well too, reluctantly. Um, 
he does go back downstairs, and he makes a scene with Priestess saying that, you know, he wants her to stay out of this one, you know, get some rest, and he'll come back later. And this is where Priestess kind of stands up for herself. She says, you know, you're making decisions without me. You know, we're supposed to be a team. And Domster is like, are we? And he's like, she's like, yeah. And I'm going to go. You're not going to tell me what to do. I'm going to go because you need me. And Gomslayer reluctantly doesn't say yes, but he's just like, all right, no problem. Do as you will. And she's like, yeah, you're right. I'm going to do what I do. So I like that she has a bit more confidence in her again. That really made me um, happy to see that that strong-willed girl kind of came back from episode one. Very arrogant <laughs> and full of aspirations that hopefully she can achieve if we go into later episodes. But uh, I like that confidence that's back. Um, we see the guild march on and um, they stop to rest. And they pass on stories of why they're, uh, they're adventurers. Um, they talk about different things, such as um, why Gotham Slayer kills goblins, um, that the High Elf as well, too, why she became an adventurer, the Dwarf as well, too, why he became an adventurer, just different things. Um, that was just pretty fun to see them making a camp together. Um, the conversation uh, is shared with uh, a brief history of motivation and heroism from the elf um, consistently tries to get under the Goblin Slayer's skin throughout this whole conversation. We get to see that she's really nosy about the Goblin Slayer. She tries to take off his helmet, she tries to look at his scrolls, and everybody's telling her to shut the hell up. Uh, there's one point where they're sharing different things as well, too. As much as they're sharing their adventure stories, they're also sharing food. So it's like almost like a, like a dinner... But also uh, a pre-Thanksgiving, if you will, as well, too. They're sharing with each other. Um, you know, whereas, you know, the High Elf is sharing um, her own brand of... They look like the cookies, like the bread, Elvish bread from Lord of the Rings. So, once again, borrowing from that, she shares that as well, too, with the group. Um, the the actual uh, lizard man makes his own shish kebab as well, too, from a swamp creature. Um, the... Um, the priestess makes a soup, um, just very, very light, but, you know, the, the high, uh, high elf loves it. Um, we get to see the dwarf bring his own, um, hot, hot wine, so it's like a version, I guess, of whiskey and wine together that absolutely gets half of them drunk, which is hilarious as well, too. We see Goblin Slayer just drinking that like it's nothing, like it's just water, so I found that pretty funny as well, too. And, of course, Goblin Slayer just gives cheese from the farm that he's from, um... So that was pretty as well, too. Everybody explodes when they have cheese for the first time. Because, um, of course, a lot of these characters are not human, so they don't know what cheese is. So they flip out. So I found that pretty fun and very heartwarming as well, too, because it's a, it's a very sharing moment from this very new guild of five. We get a proper guild here. So I found that pretty fun. They also um, share stories about goblins and where do you think they came from. Some think that they're children that evolved into goblins. Some think that... They're just people who have evil tendencies that turn into goblins. And, of course, the Goblin Slayer says that his sister once told him a story that they come from the moon. And if you look in the sky, there's two moons, a red moon and a green moon. And he states with them, since the moon is green, the goblins were envious on the moon. And they came from shooting stars, landed on Earth, and terrorized the planet because of the fact that they didn't have lush gardens or an abundance of fresh food or water. 
they were envious of humans and people on Earth, and they decided to try to conquer it every way as possible by destroying small things like villages and farms and such. So, as far-fetched as that sounds, it was very, um, very different to see, very, um, fun to see what he believes in, and of course everybody is questioning why he thinks that, he's like, well, you know, my sister was rarely ever wrong, so why would she lie to me about that? And if I'm mistaken, I'm sorry, there's three moons, there's the regular moon that's white, a red moon that's smaller, and a green moon as well, too, so, um, uh, unless I'm mistaken, unless I didn't see... Unless it was maybe a different shade there, I could be wrong, could be just two. If anybody wants to correct me on that, please let me know. Anyway, guys, um, we get to see the guild go straight to a goblin's fortress where we see two goblins staying on site and, of course, a giant wolf. I believe it was a wolf next to them. It looked like either a wolf or, or a giant dog of some sort. And the guild is approaching this, this, I guess, this miniature entrance going into a cavern. Very quickly, it does go back to the farm again, um, Goblin Slayer's farm. And, of course, we see those familiar characters once again, and they have something on their mind. I thought we were going to get, like, a little invasion that some goblins were going to destroy that farm, but we didn't. It was just very ominous, and I... Couldn't quite place why we went back to them, or unless we were just trying to say, hey, don't forget about these characters, and come back a little later. It was just very weird for a quick cut going back to them with nothing really happening. Anyway, we see High Elf um, start off, I guess, the fight in a way. You know, there's still only two goblins, but she's very stealthy with her bow and arrow. And we see her aiming with the door saying, don't miss, and you only have one shot for the element of surprise. And we see her shoot the arrow into the distance, and everybody's flipping out, like, what are you doing? You know, you kind of missed your target, what are you aiming for? We see her, the way that she um, shoots this arrow, it curves in midair, and actually take, from the side, takes out both goblins, and then she shoots another arrow, while the other one's still in midair, straight to the, I guess, to the hound. So I found that very, very fun that she has a different skill set for arrows. It's just not like shooting out straight at somebody. There's a skill, there's magic to it uh, that probably only she can do. So I found that very, very, very weird, but very fun as well, too. Um, and then they make their way to the entrance with Goblin Slayer leading the charge. So it's not just Goblin Slayer being a brute and saying, I'll just do this, you guys stay back. It does seem that he's learning to work with a team. And from what I hear before with that sorceress, it looks like he had a team at one point, or at least he used to work with people. Mind you, she's saying that she used to see him work with pawns to get his advantage on goblins, and, you know, sacrificing these new people so he could get an advantage. So it's um, hard to see where or what Goblin Slayer is up to right now. He definitely does seem like he has his own intentions for something. Um, but... You know, nonetheless, he's learned how to be a team player. Priestess did get, gain some confidence. And the rest of the characters did give us some world building as well, too. Um, I don't know, despite the wealth of a high-level fantasy series um, that we're seeing this season, it really does strike as a classic chord, unlike any other series that we've seen so far. Um, it looks like a a mix of different anime series or anime video games that just feels so right and very comfortable. Like I said, um, with with things looking like Dungeons & Dragons or classic RP JRPG games, 
um, it gives you that sense of wonder that, yeah, you, you're, you're down a familiar territory, like you're going down memory lane playing video games from your past as a kid. And if you're new to JRPGs, you probably feel very familiar as well, too, like, huh, this, this feels good, this feels nice, I feel comfortable watching this. Although it gives you curveballs, it gives you some a little bit of seduction like from the sorceress being very voluptuous. Uh, from the last um, two episodes beforehand, with that crazy scene as well, too, it throws curveballs. I'm thinking from what we're getting here, we're going to get a couple of world-building episodes, but now that the fact that we're going to a Goblin Lair with a Guild of Five, and of course Goblin Slayer giving us exposition from the last episode that there's a different type of goblins, Goblin Kings and Shamans and Goblin Sorcerers, Goblin Warriors, that I think we can see a good fight going on. I want to see what the dwarf brings. I want to see what the lizard man brings. I want to see if Priestess still has that confidence in a fight that she doesn't panic. Uh, especially the parts where she's not with Goblin Slayer. It's going to be very, very um, fun. The entire episode plays off like an early season of Dungeons & Dragons. Um, the hushed rumors of a demon king is a big reveal. A sassy elf and dwarf duo. Um, and a reserved lizard man all the way to an extended conversation about a, about around the campfire, um, kind of gave this episode different layers, like a parfait, different layers you could sink your teeth on. So it had a little bit of a little bit of exposition for everybody to watch. Um, that's really about it. I enjoyed the episode right there. Hopefully um, you guys enjoyed it too. Is it my favorite episode so far? No. Um, I think it did give me some world building and it gave me some um, some confidence to say that I'm still interested in this series. Um, I still feel that nostalgic feeling. I still feel happy when I'm watching this and entertained. I'm laughing with the comedic relief with the elf and the dwarf. And I'm starting to fall in love with characters like Priestess, like Goblin Slayer. And they have some strong, strong motivation for what they do. Um, I'm interested to see what's happening with the rumors with the sorceress and the rumors of a demon king. Uh, and to see what Goblin Slayer does when there's no more goblins to slay, does he go with this guild and fight that demon king. What's exactly going to happen? So, um, anyway, that's really about it, guys. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Hopefully you guys are enjoying Goblin Slayer. Um, I'm coming back strong this week with a couple of new episodes with nothing to watch, with hopefully what I'm looking at as far as a group conversation about Stan Lee as well, too, uh, with the passing that happened. I didn't want to do it too early. Kind of wanted to let that settle in a tad bit, but a nice little group discussion. And a couple of new segments that I have in mind as well, too, so hopefully we get that out of the way this week. I do thank you guys for listening and keeping in touch. You can find Dragon's Den on Sideshow Conversations. It's on Anchor, an application you can download from iTunes and Android devices. Spotify, y'all know what that is. Please reach Sideshow Conversations there. Like and subscribe from there. It's also on Podbeam. It's on Podcast Republic and, of course, iTunes. If you could please leave an iTunes review. Good, bad, ugly, any kind of criticism is good criticism to me. So please like, review, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. I will appreciate you guys. And, hey, I'll even give you a shout-out as well, too. Um... Sideshow Conversations also has a Facebook page at Sideshow Conversations, a group page where we discuss different things in pop culture, trailers, movies, anime, comic books, you name it, we're doing it. Of course, um, you can find it on the Instagram as well, too, at Sideshow Conversations, where we show different things like a Massacre Monday or a Tower Records Tuesday, um, 
comic book of the week or, you know, video game of the week, things of that nature. You know, so give a little like, give a little subscription, follow, have some fun with this. I'm having a load of fun with doing this. Um, if you want to reach me personally, Val Cisco on the Twitter, at Val Cisco, uncanny underscore V, or on Instagram at Val Cisco as well too. Guys, it's a little late. I'm getting tired. I'm out of there. Get your mind out of gutter, but keep your eye on the side.